I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. episode of Biz Talks. My name is Kim Singletary. I'm the managing editor of Biz New Orleans Magazine, and this week I'm excited to talk to Deanna Rodriguez. Um, She has only been three months on the job as the new president and CEO of Entergy New Orleans as of May 9th of this year, Um, but before that she spent actually 27 years at Entergy, and I'm excited to talk to her about what's going on with the company, um, all of this COVID stuff and, and looking into the future and, and what investments are being made um, in this area. So um, previously, so let's, let's talk a little bit, Deanna, first of all, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> to Biz Talks. And um, I have so much to say, I keep jumping ahead here. Okay, so you were, um, so what was your role right before this, this job? Um, so I just, I was in Texas. I was the vice president of regulatory and public affairs for Entergy Texas, and I was based out of Austin. Okay. But then you've worked for Entergy New Orleans before too. That's right. Um, and I've lived in New Orleans three times. Um, again, I've been with the company almost, it'll be 28 years in, in a month or so. So um, it time passes quickly. Um, and I have, uh, the first time I lived in in New Orleans. I came uh, from, I also came from Texas. I joined the company as an analyst many years ago in, in Austin. Um, and then I moved to New Orleans at, and created the corporate foundation, uh, Entergy Charitable Foundation for our then CEO, Wayne Leonard, um, and, our, and, and developed our program for volunteerism for the whole company. Um, so I lived in the city. Um, so that was before that was before Katrina, since everyone sort of has that as a marker in time. Um, and the next time I came back and lived in New Orleans, um, I was the vice president for uh, regulatory uh, for Entergy New Orleans. So I was in the same operating company that I, I have the, the pleasure of managing now. Okay. And, and while in that capacity, you worked with the city council to launch the first Energy Smart program? That's correct. And so this was about 12 years ago. And back then uh, it was it was the Energy Smart program. And in their wisdom, the council back then wanted us to work um, on trying to uh, help customers manage their usage. And so Energy Smart is a program that still exists today and still supported by the council. And um, and it has been a, a very successful program. So what is, what is the relationship between New Orleans City Council and Entergy New Orleans? We are actually regulated by the City Council. So um, I'll give you a, a quick example, which is unique for the City of New Orleans and for Entergy New Orleans. In every other jurisdiction, Entergy Corp, which is one of the largest employers in, in the city, and we spoke earlier about it being the only Fortune 300 company headquartered in um, the state of Louisiana. And fortunately enough, we are, we are 
home to it in the city of New Orleans, but it, there's five different operating companies. So they have Entergy Texas, Entergy Louisiana, Entergy Mississippi, Entergy Arkansas, and then Entergy New Orleans. The other companies are actually regulated by their um, state commissions, public utility commissions or the public service commissions. Um, in New Orleans, ENO, Entergy New Orleans, is regulated by our city council. And the city council is who we have to go for approval for anything, for rate increases, rate decreases, anything that we, any, any type of um, uh, renewable uh, opportunities, any new generation, anything that we do has to be approved by the city council. Got it, okay. Um, and then Entergy New Orleans, um, as far as kind of your scope here, you provide electricity to basically 213,000 customers, 190,000 of those are residential, so majority residential, and That's then right. natural gas to 106,000 customers. So you do both. That's right. And again, unique to this area as well, um, we have two different utilities. We have the gas utility and the electric utility. Uh -huh. um, and both of them are, are managed by Entergy New Orleans under my purview, as well as um, regulated again by the city council. So stepping into this role in, um, in May, what, what have, you must have done kind of a, a SWOT analysis, you know, like, so what are, what are our strengths and weaknesses? Um, what do you see as the strengths and weaknesses of Entergy in, in New Orleans? Um, I think, and it's probably not a secret, um, one of our, our opportunities, right, our, our challenges is uh, with the city council as our regulator is probably improving on our communication with our customers and with the with our regulator and how we could um, better align with their expectations of communicating. Um, coming out of a year of COVID has also been very challenging. So came into this role and um, like many other parts of the country, um, businesses had closed and so and customers are struggling. So that's also been a challenge for um, Entergy New Orleans as well. And then I think finally, it's just trying to figure out what we're going to be hit with with weather. Yeah. You know, so, so we don't, we don't have a lot of control over that. And, um, but we have to be prepared. So, I mean, there's been a lot of, it's been a tough beginning for 2021 for you guys and, and for all of us, honestly, but um, you guys had, we had the issue with the Mardi Gras rolling blackout that, you know, we had right. four times the amount of power was shut off. And then um, there's a, a complaint, a $1 billion complaint against Entergy for the mismanagement of Grand, Grand Gulf nuclear station saying that, you know, mm -hmm. money is owed back to customers. So this, this is all like New Orleans City Council stuff that's going on. Where, where are you guys at with that? All these, all this stuff that's happening. Well, um, I'll start with the one thing that I, I can probably answer the best um, in terms of the load shed. Again, I wasn't here, but right. so it's all in sort of context and perspective, right? I was in Texas where um, I have four uh, adult children and an, an elderly mom and everyone in my family. Um, so I, I would tell you that, that there, when you talk about load shed event in Texas, it is it was five days without power. 
Uh, in New Orleans, it was about an hour and a half. Right. Um, and yes, there was a, a glitch in, as I understand it, in um, how that was done, but it wasn't Entergy deciding to cut power off. What happens in those situations is that um, you were told by your, your uh, regional transmission organization, in our case, it's MISO, uh, and MISO says, you know, for, for the sake of the entire grid, right. it is important that we shed X amount of load. Um, and so for about an hour and a half, we had customers that, that um, lost power. Um, and it's not an excuse, and it's certainly not acceptable that probably more customers were, um, were, you know, cut off than should have been. At the same time, um, the damage that could have occurred would have been way worse. So, I'm not, you know, making an excuse, but I'm also kind of adding perspective to the the suffering and the hundreds of people who died in Texas, as opposed to um, perhaps um, what could have happened and did not happen in New Orleans. Definitely. Um, so this, the city council president, Helena Moreno, um, had talked about doing a management audit of Entergy New Orleans. Is that, where is, is that going to happen? I, I, I don't know uh, enough about that to really respond. I know that it is, um, it was discussed well before um, my arrival. And so I'm not sure where we are on that. Okay. So you haven't heard anything back about that. Cause that's not, not, not recently. Right. That's correct. Not recently. Okay, um, and let's see. So let's talk about, um, you were talking about communication with customers and all of that. So one of the things that's also come out recently is talking about a rate increase. Um, and so I know like with, with COVID and all this, it's gotta be a tricky time to do that. Well, especially because um, customers were not cut off. We were the first, uh, Entergy New Orleans was the first utility in the country to uh, voluntarily cease cutoffs for or disconnects right for non-payment um, we understood that the significance of folks really struggling and um, and that went on for about a year okay. and so what we've done is we've worked with customers as as it, everything has improved um, and the council agreed to allow us to uh, restore the, the disconnects only if you haven't paid, but we've made it pretty easy for customers in that all they needed to do is call us and let us know that they're, that they're working on it and come up with a plan to, for payment. And so we've done that. So um, I think coming out of COVID, that was one of the biggest you know, challenges. Um, and I probably forgot what you asked me in answering that question. <laughs> No, so we're so we're talking about um, oh the rate increase, the rate right? Increase. Yeah, yeah. And so, so uh, I, I started with that because, as you can imagine, when you try to run a business and you are not collecting costs, um, uh, and we're providing electricity essentially for free for a number of months, it, it there comes a time, right, that you have to go back and start collecting your costs. And we were supposed to file a rate increase. Uh, last year, and the council asked us to hold back on that. So we did that. And so now we're into the second year of it. And, and unfortunately, it's, it's two, you know, two years down the road. And I liken it to, um, 
you've had dinner and you've had your dinner, right? And then the bill comes. And so now we're at the point of, well, we've got to figure out how to pay that bill. Right. Um, well, so with things ramping up again, and there's a lot of nervousness, and we just came out with Jazz Fest being canceled. So there's a lot of nervousness in hospitality. There's just a lot of nervousness all around with this whole, uh, with the Delta variant wave. Um, is this something you talked about kind of one of the challenges being uh, communicating with customers? How, how are you going to is there thoughts on like how you're going to mitigate that? How do you how do you come out with an increase when people are kind of back into this nervousness and and economic instability that might be? Well, no one wants to see a rate increase, nor do we want to ask for one, you know, um, but uh, we also want to make sure that we have uh, are able to provide safe and reliable power. Yeah. And, um, and it is the way I think it's like any other business where to the, to the extent that if you, um, if you continue to get service, and you continue to try to, and, but your company starts to suffer because it is financially in, unstable, I think that is a bigger challenge for everyone, not just the company, but our, our customers as well. And I think our, our regulator recognizes that. You know, we've talked a little bit about how um, we have to, we are regulated by the council. And I think that their challenge would be more difficult if they were regulating a utility that was not financially viable and financially healthy. Okay. And we're talking about like as far as increases, we're talking about about twenty four dollars. Well, it's it's two different things. There's two, remember, you know, we started at the beginning of this discussion about how there's a gas uh, company, Entergy Gas, right, and um, Entergy Electric. Those are two formula rate plants that, that have two distinct uh, rate requests, and so of the customers that take only electric, they're rate increase would be about $11. If you have both, um, it would be for gas, it's 14. So combined, it's $25. Um, but about half of our overall customers take both. So my home, for example, is all electric. Um, and a, a number of people have both. But there will they will see a little bit larger increase. So what you're talking about is so this would be for November, but like you said, you have to get this approved through the city council. So what does that timeline look like? It, it would not, it takes several, it takes several months actually. The, these cases are very involved and, um, and very well uh, reviewed by the council and their advisors. So they have, uh, uh, they ask for a lot of information from the company. What they'll do is go through our rate request with a fine tooth comb. They'll look to see what we've spent our, our, you know, what we've spent our money on, whether or not it was appropriate. They go back and forth. We answer a bunch of questions. Um, we clarify things as we go back over the next several months. And so it will not be until um, towards the end of the year that this would occur. Okay. And then you're talking about, you know, this being in, like necessary for you guys to be to be viable and to be to provide that kind of security that we're going to have power. Um, what kind of investments or, or what kind of what will this be going towards? Oh, great question. Um, it's what it's already gone towards, uh, I guess, is what I would I would tell you is that um, we've added a new generation um, and we've added some renewable 
uh, generation as well. And um, we are trying to get greener. Um, again, this is a, a, something that we share with the city council and what we're trying to do. And what we would love to see is um, uh, that, to, you know, for the co company to get even greener than, than we are today. Um, but there are options and a lot of what we have been talking about, these investments have already been paid for. Um, uh, on the gas side, um, it's uh, essentially the putting in safer um, gas pipes under the city. And so we're the infrastructure that we're working on to improve uh, is what the gas portion will be going to. So on the, on the greener side, and I'm assuming, I mean, that's, you're looking at, um, you know, best for the environment. You're also looking at, um, you know, I'm thinking economic wise that, that going forward, it's a smart investment. Um, you guys have jumped into solar. Um, That's right. We have two new solar uh, plants uh, or facilities, I should say, two new solar facilities. Um, we're also talking about doing more electric vehicle uh, charging stations. Okay. Um, we're, um, we're looking at opportunities. We've just announced a, um, a deal with the sewage and water board on building a new station to help with, with reducing their emissions because there are tons of emissions in, some, in the aging infrastructure that sewage and water board has and, um, and providing uh, electrification there. Um, we're looking at all kinds of opportunities going forward to see if there, there's any way that we can reduce our, our um, emissions for the city. So what would you say are, um, as the president and CEO, what, what are your main goals going forward? And do you have like a, like a one-year plan, like a five-year plan? Where do you see Entergy New Orleans going? Um, well, I think we're heading in the right direction. I know that our service has improved tremendously and I know that people are still somewhat frustrated, but um, we're talking about an older system and an older city and in infrastructure. And so our, um, our um, the frequency of our interruptions has dropped by over 36%. So that's a good trend. So I see that dropping further because the, again, the council has um, recommended that we invest in the infrastructure. And so that's, that's what we're doing. Um, so I see that as, as one of our goals. Um, I also see that um, there's an opportunity for us to um, look at more uh, carbon, uh, reduction of carbon and emissions, and then seeing if there is a way that we can add to our renewable, uh, portfolio. And then it's also just being balanced and making sure that as we take these steps that we, we try to keep our rates affordable. How, what are our rates like comparatively? They are below the national average. Uh, and, and while it's, you know, I guess one of the things I, and I'm trying to remember the number, Kim, um, give me a second. I think that what I looked at it between 2010 and 2020 rates on the national average increased by 1.2%. Okay. For New Orleans, uh, the same time period, they've increased by 0.2%. Mm -hmm. So I, I, am, I think it's still a good deal. 
and certainly um, uh, could be uh, an opportunity for us to continue to provide safe and reliable service, but affordability is probably at the top of the list. Definitely. Um, what, so what would be, we have a, a lot of business people um, listen to this. So what, what's kind of your message to the business community? Um, uh, um, I think that our message is that we're still a good deal and there's an opportunity for us, you know, if, if, um, if we don't have reliable service, I think it's harder to attract business. So there's, you know, we have to balance that. And then we also have to balance affordability. Um, so I think it's important for us as a community and as a region to make sure that we invest and we don't kick the can down the road, right? So that we're not failing to support the infrastructure necessary to entice more business and more people to, to move back to the city. That's great. Well, I, I think that's a great kind of final message. And um, I, I just wanted to say, I appreciate your time. I know that things are a little crazy and you are definitely, we're in a time where we're all using a lot of power at the moment because it's so hot. Um, <laughs> so it, it's definitely something that's on everybody's mind. So I, I really appreciate your time and, and uh, yeah, keep us posted on what's going on. Well, and I'd like to make sure that folks know whoever is needing help right now, um, that, you know, and, and because you, we did talk a little bit about the Delta variant and how, how um, we're not sure the direction, you know, I guess I would encourage everyone to get vaccinated. Um, we'll start there. Um, and then, um, but if, if you are having trouble um, and, and, or you know of someone who's having trouble paying their bill, they just need to call 1-800-ENTERGY. Okay. And, um, and make sure that they can that they know that they can contact us and we can figure out a payment plan um, and work with them in any way that we can. Absolutely. Well, it's good to know. Um, so great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, um, and I think this is a, a good, good bit of information to get out there on what you guys are doing and what's coming up. And thank you so much. All right, thank you. It was great talking to you. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.